This is the Root Advice Podcast with TikTok influencer Rudy A. Divorced after 16 years of marriage and single at 39, I share my mistakes and experiences to help your marriage improve your dating life and prepare you for life after divorce. Everybody, welcome to Root Advice. This is episode 58, and I hope you're doing well. I'm recording this today after Thanksgiving on a Black Friday, just relaxing at home. And I want to share a story that I think is going to benefit everybody that's listening and teach you a lesson. The title of this episode is he is not going to leave his wife for you. It's not going to happen. If anybody is out there currently, man or woman, mainly I'm, I'm talking to the women right now. If you are having an affair with a married man, I want you to know something. He is not going to leave his wife for you. Hardly ever does that ever work out. Very few exceptions happen where the guy actually leaves his wife for you. But in most cases, he is just using you. And I'm going to tell a quick story that somebody that I know who's a follower has has been going through over the past few months. And then I'm going to share a similar story to mine. That is something that I went through. One of the first women I dated after my divorce. Okay, so this follower of mine, she messaged me about maybe four months ago. She told me that she knew she was doing something wrong, but she was falling in love with a married man. And I tell her, don't do it. Uh, But again, tell me what happened. And what happened was, is that this woman was working, she's been working with this employer for quite a long time. And this person was an older man in his 50s. She's in her late 20s. And this person, uh, I believe, was a client of theirs and also somebody who also worked within the business. So she saw him all the time. And for whatever reason, they were started to work together and they were working on a project uh, hand in hand and they got to see each other more often and they started just confiding into one another and started getting to know each other, just talking about non-related work items. And ladies, if you're listening, the first test that a guy will do if he's looking to explore the uh, the boundaries of what he can talk about with you, he'll bring up how he's not happy with his marriage. If you entertain the idea or if you dismiss it, that's where he'll stop or go. But if you entertain the idea and asking for more information, he's going to keep doing it. That should be like a first sign that you should be aware of a guy just trying to feel you out, so to speak. So he started to complain about his wife doesn't appreciate him. They've been married 20 something years and he wants to leave her, but you know, he's got kids and such, but he's totally miserable. And she started sympathizing with him. Of course, she's hearing one side of the story and she started gaining feelings for him, gaining empathy. And before you know it, they started having like an emotional connection. And uh, she, that's when she reached out to me. And this is again, four months ago. And I'd said, no, don't do it. I promise you. How long has he been married? She says 20 years. So I'm like, he's not going to leave his wife for you. That's not going to happen. He doesn't know anything else but her. They probably got married when they were very young. And I assure you, this is just going to be something exploratory. You're just filling a need and it's not going to happen. And she goes, no, this is different. And I'm like, okay, good luck, whatever. Anyway, uh, they start the, the emotional connection starts to become physical And before you know it, it's the most intense physical relationship they've ever had. And it goes on for a few months and they talk all the time on the phone, hours at a time sometimes. And it's one of those situations where, again, he's married, but they're they're only talking Monday through Friday. If if anybody's ever had an affair with a married person, uh, you're only going to talk to them Monday through Friday or at work. But after five o'clock at night, Monday through Friday, you're not going to be able to get a hold of them because they're at home with their wives or their families. And you can't send a text unless he gives you a symbol or an icon, an emoji that says he's clear or his wife's not around. So and then there's weekends. You're not going to get a hold of them on weekends, especially if you ask kids, because he's going to be doing things with them and he's just not available. So it's only like a Monday through Friday relationship. And this is what it was. And, you know, before you know it, again, this is something, the very passionate affair, love affair that they, that they had. 
physical affair, emotional affair. And before you know it, he started saying, you know what, I'm going to leave his, I'm going to leave my wife. I'm tired of this. You're what I've always wanted. You are the woman that I've always dreamed of. And I'm going to finally leave her for you. And, um, that's when she messaged me like a month ago. And I'm like, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. And you need to get out of there now. Don't get your hopes up. He's not going to do it. Uh, again, he's, you are just fulfilling a need, a fantasy. And again, let me kind of stop the story right there and tell you ladies, being that I was married 16 years, I know a lot of guys who are married within that same length. I chose to leave and move on with my life. Right. But there are other guys who choose to stay because honestly, they don't have the balls to leave. They'd rather get their rocks off with little situations here and there, but they're never going to leave their wife. They're, they're having their cake and eating it too, so to speak. They know you're there. They know that you know their role and their place, but it's never, else. it's never anything beyond that. It will never grow into anything beyond that. And when he started telling, going back to the story here, then when he started saying that I'm going to leave my wife, I want to be with you. She says, yes, she was all caught up in the fantasy and, you know, the dopamine and the, the love and the passion. She says, yes, let's do it. And it, this was around October. And I said, look, uh, how old is he? 50 something. Okay. He's been married since his, he was in his twenties. He's got two kids and who are in their twenties. One of them is about to get married. I go, look, this is what's going to happen. He's not going to leave. And he's, he may say he's going to leave. He may say he wants to, but again, guess what's coming up the holidays and then his daughter's wedding. He is not going to jeopardize the holidays and, or his daughter's wedding or plans for this situation. He's going to sit there and think about it. He can tell you anything he wants to tell you because he's going to sleep with you and get what he wants, but he's not going to leave. He's not going to leave whatsoever. And the holidays are going to come up and he's going to get very sympathetic. He's going to be thinking, you know what? I can't leave in the holidays. I'll leave. I'll leave after the holidays. When the holidays are over, that'll be a more appropriate time for the record. Everybody, it's never a good time. And I've, I've been around so many other married couples that say, you know what? I'll leave after the holidays. And they never do. You know what they say next? I'm going to leave after tax season. Yeah. Tax season. When we get our income tax, we'll follow jointly. We get a big return. Then I'll leave after taxes and after taxes. No, we got summer vacation coming up. And then before you know it, birthdays are coming up. Then weddings are coming up and then the holidays are back at it. So they never leave. Because they're too chicken shit. And that's another reason why I, I'm always, when I hear the, the, the memes or I see the viral takes or I see the comments here in my feed where people say they just quit and file for divorce. No. Filing for divorce takes balls. Massive balls and courage to say I am leaving and then file and move forward with it and go into the unknown on your own. That takes a massive amount of courage. And that's why I say I applaud people who actually go through it because we all know those couples who are out there who say, I'm going to leave. I hate him. I'm done with his ass. You know, I'm filing tomorrow, girl, whatever. And then a few weeks go by, your friend disappears, and then you see them at a wedding together. And then you're like, okay, I guess they're back together and vice versa. I've seen it with guys as well. I'm tired of that bitch, dude. I'm tired of her. I'm sick of this shit. I'm going to go ahead and file. I'm done with her. I'm going to move on with my life. Fuck this. Then he disappears for a few weeks and then you see them at a birthday party or a quinceanera or a barbecue. I'm like, okay, they're back together. So there's, so there's a lot of people out there that say, I'm going to file. I want to file and I'm done, but they never move forward with it. It's only the, the, the few and the brave that actually do. The ones that are done with their situation. And again, I get it. Every situation is different. I get every situation. There's some, there may be some violence, some safety issues. I'm not talking about those. I'm just talking about a couple that they are just fed up with each other. They know the marriage is over. They're just going through the motions and they're just waiting for the other person to say something out loud. They're waiting for the other person to be the bad guy and say, you know what? 
I think we should get a divorce because they don't want to be the one that quit, quote unquote. But technically, they've quit already. So I told her, going back to the story, I said he's not going to leave because the holidays are coming. He's going to come up with that excuse. And I'm sorry, you're going to be heartbroken. But that's what's going to happen. I got a message from her last week. She goes, you're right, dot, dot, dot. I go, on what part? I'm sorry that I'm right. I hate being right. But what part? It was the holidays. He said, I got my daughter's wedding coming up. I can't implode everything. If I do this, I'm not going to be invited to the wedding. I, I, I want to walk my daughter down the aisle. Plus the holidays are here. I, I, I just can't right now. I'm an, I'm an asshole, but I'm not a fucking asshole is what he said. Because I love you, but I can't do this. And she was heartbroken, but she was very pissed off and mad. But she was mad at herself for believing him. And again, from the outside looking in with, with no rose tinted lenses looking at it, we all could see the obvious, right? But when you're in the situation, it's totally different. And I felt bad for her. I don't judge her because again, I think we all fall into some situations where we don't expect that to happen, but it does. And I'll share my story again. I got divorced in 2016, right? April 13th of 2016. And I didn't know anybody, right? Because all the friends went with the ex-wife. So I started talking to people at work. This is when I worked at USA. And anyway, I knew a lot of people. And across from me, there was this one beautiful woman. Uh, I'm just going to call her Sam. Okay, whatever. Um, She was engaged and she had a lot of other female friends and everybody knew who I was. And I was going through divorce and they were talking about going and I was sitting across the aisle from them. Right. So I can say hi and turn around, talk to them. And one of them had said, you know, like, hey, we're going to go to this place to go country dancing. And I'm like, is it? and I asked him, hey, I'm a single guy now. You know, I haven't been single in like since the 90s. Do women like a man who can dance still? And they're like, yes, they all love a man, especially a man who can country dance. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to country dance. And they go, well, come with us. And I'm like, okay, sure. So I, I, met, I, I go, well, let me Facebook you, friends, whatever, and then I'll message you. So I met them all on a Saturday night at a country place, big old country place. And there was Sam, right? She was there and she's like, Hey, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, ah, whatever. She got me a drink. And then she goes, so what do you know? I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> and she goes, well, let's, let's pick a way for a popular song. And then I'll never forget it. This song came on a uh, drinking problem, right? Uh, by, I think, what's the name of the band? He's a, not a drinking problem. God damn it. I know this. I'm looking it up right now. Drinking problem. <laughs> you, uh, Midland. There you go. So that song comes on and she goes, I go, you lead. And then I'll lead halfway through it once I get the flow of it. Right. So we start dancing and all that. And we just connected. It was a weird thing. And it was more of a humor standpoint. Like our conversations never lagged. We were always um, talking. We always had something to talk about. And our sense of humor were the same. All my movie references she got, even the old movies. And I'm like, how old? She was like, I was uh, at the time, what, 39? Yeah, 39. And she was maybe 25. And I'm like, man, we're just, we're having a good time. We're just laughing at every single thing and we're gelling and we danced like the entire night. It was weird. We just, it was like an immediate connection and nothing happened that night. And, but I can feel like she kind of wanted to because she goes, I'll drive you to, I'll drive you to your car. And I'm like, okay. So it was a big old like dirt, dirt parking lot. And she drives me and I can see that she wanted me to do something, but I knew she was engaged. And I'm like, no, I better not. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get out of here. And I got out of the car. Nothing happened that night. But again, we started texting like all the time because the, the gifts, the the humor, we both like natural Libra, all these things. We were just talking about everything, but she was engaged. And then uh, we we're just talking. She mentioned something that she's going to give up. She's going to call off the engagement because she didn't love the guy. And I'm like, oh, really? I, you're going to call it off? She's like, yeah. 
Uh, and then again, this kind of is very similar to what the story was. My friend was talking about, you remember she was talking to a guy and then they bring up, I'm not happy with my wife. It's the same thing here. She said she was going to break up the engagement. I'm like, well, okay. Why he was, Oh, he's just not what I'm looking for. He's a nice guy on paper, but he doesn't make me feel, you know, uh, that alive. And uh, plus I'm, I feel like I'm just doing it because I feel it's the right thing to do. I'm like, well, don't do it. I just got divorced. You know, don't do that. I mean, I know too many couples that got married under that situation. Don't do it. And I'm telling her, I'm giving her all the advice that I had just learned. And anyway, she said she was going to call it off. And I guess I use that as a green light to move forward a little bit more. And before you know it, our, our friendship became emotional. We, we would, there were nights we talked all night on the phone. And then before you know it, it became physical. And it was like, again, being that this was like the first time I had intercourse with anybody outside of my marriage. This was like the most intense and passionate, you know, physical sex I had ever in like almost 20 years. And it was wonderful. I'm not going to lie. But it was also just like I knew I knew she was still engaged, but she was calling it off. But again, we were just on each other like every minute of the day. Uh, there are days I would call off from work or ask for time off and she would meet me in my house and we would just go at it for hours and whatever, whatever we were just like, it, it was just the most wonderful passionate sex ever. Right. At the time. And it went on for months and I'm like, when are you going to call the engagement? Cause I'm technically, you haven't done it yet. And she goes, well, I will, I will. I, you know, but damn it. The, the invitations went out. I can't call it off now. And I'm like, yes, you can. Just because the invitations went out doesn't mean anything. You can call it off. And I will admit, I think I was falling in love with her. I think I was in love with her. But again, it was just such a whirlwind and it happened so fast. But again, the connection, it wasn't just the physical part. It was just the humor and the, the everything we would. Like I said, I would leave work and we would talk for like an hour and a half on the, on the phone while I was driving. It just felt natural and wonderful. And she said the invitations went out and I'm like, oh, and I believed her. I think, OK, well, what are you going to do? She goes, well, I, I won't do it. I won't do it. I'll call off the engagement, the, 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 the wedding, uh, the wedding dinner, I'll call it off. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then that they came by and she didn't call it off. And I'm like, okay, she's not going to lie to me. She, I trust her. She's going to do what she says. And then the wedding was coming up. I'm like, well, why haven't you called it off? She goes, I just can't, I can't, I'm scared. It's too much has happened. I can't do it. I don't want to do it, but I have to. And she got married. And I found out years later uh, one of her bridesmaids, I met her at work. I didn't, I didn't know her. She wasn't a close friend, but one of her bridesmaids bumped into me like four or five years later. And she goes, you know, she was crying for you, right? In the, uh, in the, uh, before the wedding, she was crying, hoping you would come and object to the wedding. I'm like, no way, really? And she's like, yeah. And that I go, wow, I didn't know that. I just stayed away. I wasn't going to be like Shrek and go try to <laughs> and cancel the wedding or object. No, I, I she made her decision. That was it. And uh, a couple days after the wedding, she calls me and she goes, I'm not turning in the, the marriage license. I'm not going to turn it. In. It's still not, it's still not official. And I'm like, oh, and I still believed her. I still believed her. And then one day she calls me and says, I'm about to turn it in, but I want to see you one more time. And you know what that meant? That meant being physical and doing whatever. And that's what we did. I think we did it in my car or my truck or something like that. And uh, we were in the parking lot. We could have done it in my house, but we did it in a parking lot. And then afterwards I was telling her, don't do this. I know you love me. And I know I go, I love you. And plus 
you told me you didn't love this guy. You said he was horrible in bed. You said that he didn't, you didn't love him. You're doing it because you thought it was the right thing to do. You felt safe, but you don't love him. And I remember making a joke. I go, don't be like that old lady in the notebook. You know, the, uh, the, that woman's mom, where she takes her daughter to go look at that guy. You see him. I loved him, but I love your father, but I loved him. You know, I go, don't be that old lady in the notebook is what I told her. And she goes, I, I have to, I have to, you know, my, my, my daughter loves him, et cetera. I'm like, okay. And that was it. And that's when I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. Like if you see anybody who's connected to anybody, either they just broke up, they're engaged or married, whatever the case is, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time because they'll, they're never going to leave that person for you. Again, maybe one out of 10 people will, maybe one out of 20 will, but a lot of them won't because they feel committed and they feel that they should be doing the other because it feels right. And again, if you're on dating apps, if you're single right now, if you're looking and on the dating apps and you know, there's that category of your status and they say separated, never date anybody that's separated, never date anybody that's going through a divorce and never date anybody, whether it's complicated or some silly shit like that. No, don't date anybody who's attached to anybody in such a recent time frame because you're only wasting your time. Yeah, but I want to share that story again. I know dating is a rough scene out there and I know a lot of us have our own issues and things of that nature. But again, and as far as availability, everyone always says that good people are always taken and that can be the case. I, you know, I can believe that to an extent, but when it comes to just people, again, if they just broke up with somebody, stay away from them because they're still emotionally tied to them. If they're engaged, obviously, of course, no matter what they say, if if a married man tries to talk to you and says, you know, I'm going to leave her, he's not. And you're going to be heartbroken in the end because what they're doing is they're using you. They're using you for that one last passionate ride, that one last feeling of freedom and uh, one last feeling for, for themselves and who they are. They will probably be the most honest with you than they've ever been with anybody, but that is just them having that one last experience before committing to what they feel they have to be obligated to. So you're going to be brokenhearted. So don't do it. And again, I know this is a short episode. I think we're what, 18 minutes or so. I wanted to share this with you because again, it's a real story. It happened to me a long time ago and it happened to my friend recently. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are maybe thinking of doing this for fun and maybe thinking, you know, she's a married woman. You know what? I'm going to do it anyway. It's only going to be physical. No, you cannot sleep with somebody multiple times and not have your feelings grow for that person. You're going to chemically bond with them spiritually, emotionally, all that stuff. And it's not going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. Don't do it. And some of you may think, you know what? I'm married. She's married. We both have something to lose. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do this and I'm going to go for it. No, don't do that either. Because again, it's going to end bad. You're going to destroy two families at the same time. I've seen and heard too many stories where one of you falls too much in love with the other person and says, you know what? I'm fighting for, I'm fighting for divorce and I want to start a life with you. And then you're like, no, shut up. You know, or you know what? I told my wife. I can't, I can't hold it in no more. I love you so much. I told my wife, you're like, what are you doing? So don't get involved with anybody. And what's funny is, is that cheating is frowned upon. You know, ever since I told my story on TikTok, cheating is frowned upon. It's, it's hated and there's no more or less status of limitations when it comes to that. No matter when you did it, you get, you always get this, uh, this few, this wave of just hate from people in the comments saying, oh, once a cheater, always a cheater. All of y'all are sick and you have no character, et cetera. But I find it funny that majority of those comments are from women, but the majority of you women cheat with married men. So that is an oxymoron. That is a juxtaposition. That is a, a conundrum. If you think about it, as vocal as women are about not cheating, 
you're the ones who are cheating with married men. A lot of you are. And I'm saying that not because I'm full of my full of shits. It's because you've told me. It's because you told me in the comments, you, in, the, in, the, in the private messages, in the emails, you've told me you have. And I'm not judging you, but I just find it out that many of you are so against it, but then y'all commit the worst type of cheating. I don't know. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode real quick. It's a quick story. Learn from it. Please share with others. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow and like the podcast. And again, if you want to be a Patreon to contribute in any financial way, I would love that. Anything you send me is going to go to the overhead of the show and the maintenance and such. But again, as always, everybody, thank you for listening to Rude Advice. Please take care and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.